Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. As we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. See Sparky Fiverr, Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Now, throughout the Wendy's Big Show, we were asking after night's sleep, so really mad about the Brewers. Then we asked on our poll question, which you can still vote at at Big Show Network, uh, which loss hurts more, Packers to Brady and Tampa and Lambeau, or Brewers losing to the Braves? Those were the two main topics uh, throughout the day, plus we talked to Ben Fennel and heard from Matt LaFleur. Okay. I, I, I want to change this up a little bit and start talking about uh, the future of the Brewers uh, more than uh, what, what happened yesterday. But before we do this, I, I feel like I deserve, or I, I don't deserve, but Plucker deserves to be heard a little bit on this because we haven't heard Plucker all day be able to vent himself. You know, Gary and Leroy talked about their feelings about what happened uh, in this series, but we haven't really heard from Plucker this entire time. So before we start talking about this offseason for the Brewers, because that's what I want to go to next, uh, we have no guests this hour. So it's just you, me, and Plucker. Uh, so you can dial it up and talk and the whole deal and. We'll have a conversation about the future of this organization. But before we do that, uh, Plucker, I'm going to ask you after a night's sleep, because you hosted uh, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show last night for Tim Allen um, as he was stuck in Vegas. Uh, are you still really mad about how this whole thing played out for the Brewers after last night? Because rumor has it you might have uh, went off a little bit last night during that show. Yeah, no, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, <clears throat> we were talking about how this team should be a World Series contender. And and that's where we were all at yep. two months ago. Like it, it wasn't like it. This was at the beginning of the year, and you know they were hot at the start, and they kind of were winding down all season long. That's not what this is. They were hot for three months, and in the last two weeks of the season, took their foot off the gas pedal, and it cost them. And that's what this was. It. I don't. I. I couldn't understand it then. I still don't understand it now. And those different decisions. While, yes, it did help the team get more healthy, that momentum that they had throughout the course of pretty much this whole season after trading for Willie Adamas disappeared. And and fans were, were Brewers fans are no longer at the point of, 
it's just good enough that we made the playoffs. And and it felt like that's what the organization was fine with. I don't know if the organization was fine with that. I just think it was a situation where they had never been in the position to be that far out in front clinch and then have to sit back uh, and relax. And, you know, it, it's funny because I, I read the Monday morning quarterback piece with Albert Breer of NFL Network. We were trying to get on the show this week. And you know, Breer, talking to LaFleur in that piece on Monday on, uh, on SI's website, talks about the fact that kind of looks back and regrets maybe not playing his guys in preseason. Because that game against the Saints kind of ended up being their kind of warm-up game, I guess, for what's happened since then, which is four straight wins. And I just wonder now, as we get further away from this, if Craig Council uh, is going to think in his brain and revisit how he handled this. That if we get into a situation similar to this next year or the year after and Council's the manager, will he handle it differently if they clinch early next time? But, but like... We're at the point now, it's four straight years of this. Like of postseason. Right? Of, of postseason run. Yep. So you should know, and I get it, all the other times have been different. This is the first time they've Like Atlanta, had they played such... hard all the way out because they had to but, to get in. But Council's been around baseball for so long. He has. And, and I Lifer. know yep. he's, he's a different cat. He does things differently. He thinks differently than so many managers in baseball. That's for part sure. of what makes him great. Yep. But at the same time... You you have to realize what works in the major in the major leagues, and and that is the teams that are hot towards the end of the year are usually the teams that stay hot into the postseason, mm-hmm. and that the perfect example of that is the Atlanta Braves because they were battling all season long with the Mets and um, the Phillies for that number one spot and overcoming injuries throughout exactly, and and the Brewers. We're doing the same thing for a majority of the year. They had plenty of injuries. Their stars weren't showing up. They had plenty of issues throughout the season. And and then just suddenly just take the foot off the pedal while teams like the Braves are fighting all season long and continue to fight all the way into the postseason and, and move on. The, the council treated this almost like... It was the NBA, and you know you you're you're so far in front, and you know you're not going to miss the playoffs, so you rest your starters. Well, that that's a good comparison. The NFL too, we've seen it in years past where right. guys have been given off the last week of the season, quarterbacks and starters. If there's nothing to play for seating wise, they just give them the week off. Then they get a bye week, so really those starters don't play for two weeks before they go play their next game. And sometimes that rust doesn't come off in enough time, and they lose that next game. Right, but but baseball is I feel like is so much different because it's all about your feel for the game and it's 90% mental as Yogi Bear likes to say sure. and and all of these things where you get into these grooves you have a bunch of confidence and and all of a sudden you're not in the lineup every day you you get out of that routine that you've been in all season long and that's what it felt like that these these players which people assumed we're going to just flip this switch back on magically couldn't do it. And yep. it's because that's not the way the game of baseball works. It was mismanagement by, by Craig council as great of a manager he is. And as outside of the box as he thinks at, at some point you do have to become at least a little bit more of a traditional manager. And, and in the end of this season and into the playoffs, he made a massive mistake in doing, in doing what they did in the last couple of weeks. And it cost them in the postseason. Right. And, and the reason he did what he did was for health. He wanted to keep everybody healthy. Now he couldn't forecast, uh, you know, Devin Williams punching a wall necessarily uh, and, and breaking his hand. Uh, that wasn't in the forecasted plans. 
Uh, but it happened. It is what it is. But he didn't have anybody out on the field unnecessarily, possibly hurting a hamstring or turning an ankle or whatever. He was trying to bubble wrap this baseball team to get them to the postseason healthy. And then if they lost in the postseason and they were healthy, he was fine with that. And that's pretty much what happened. They went to the postseason and they lost uh, from a health standpoint uh, for certain. So that, that's Plucker's kind of take on what happened this postseason. I, I want to turn the page a little bit, if you'll come with me, because we've been venting on Bart's show, been venting on the big show. And I, I was going back and forth with friends of mine last night uh, on my phone texting as far as, you know, kind of how to approach this offseason if you're the Milwaukee Brewers and, and how to get this done moving forward. So I, I want to give you all the opportunity to do the same thing that I was kind of doing last night, and I'll bring on to the air and tell you some of my ideas, I think, of how I would approach this if I was the Milwaukee Brewers. What would be your plan for the offseason? Your David Stearns, your Craig Council, maybe you plan is to get rid of Craig Council, I don't know. But what is your plans uh, if you're David Stearns? What, what does this team need to get, and how are you going to get them? Maybe it's, hey, they need to go out and sign a free agent first baseman. They need to sign a free agent third baseman. They need whatever. What, how are you going to get this done? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AM. The fan at Sparky's Midday Madness asking you how exactly you would fix uh, what is ailing the Brewers now. Uh, and again, we're now through... Uh, four postseasons, like uh, Dan Plucker said, without a World Series appearance. You've been at the NLCS. Uh, you've been there. You've done that. Now you've been eliminated uh, in the NLDS uh, this year, which is obviously different than what we've seen in years past. But either way, you were still there. Now, th- there's a-, a couple of things to look at here. Tom Hardricourt put this out yesterday. Brewers' final offensive numbers for the NLDS. They hit 192 as a team. Six runs. Five extra base hits. Five extra base hits. Two homers in all of that, both by Tellis. 262 on base, 264 slugging. Those are putrid. 527 OPS, nine walks, 48 strikeouts to nine walks uh, in the NLDS for the Milwaukee Brewers. That is God awful, I'm here to tell you. God awful. Now, let's move on. More from Tom Hardricourt. The Brewers insisted late September skid would not carry over to the postseason, but they went from flying high on September 12th, 34 games over 500 and a 14-game lead in the NL Central to losing 15 of their last 22, including the final three in the NLDS. They were never the same, or not the same, uh, according to Tom Hardricourt. That is the type of stuff that drives you absolutely batty. Drives you crazy. Because you were red hot, playing really, really well, and then, as Plucker said, took your foot off the gas. But more importantly, your offense failed you. And your offense has failed you in the past, even going back to Doug Melvin. That was a feast or famine team rosters built by Doug Melvin. When they were good, very, very hard to beat. But when they were bad offensively and they were striking out a ton, then you could line them up and beat them. And that's usually what ended up happening. How do you fix this? The first thing, I've got a couple of things. 
the very first thing I think if I'm the Milwaukee Brewers uh, that I, I am looking to do is I'm looking to move off of Lorenzo Cain. That's the first thing. Not that he's bad, but if I can move off of Lorenzo Cain's salary, that frees up some money to spend somewhere else. If I can move off of Lorenzo Cain's salary, maybe I can get a young player at like single A ball or something back uh, for Lorenzo Cain in return for moving his salary elsewhere and being able to use that money on somebody else that may be a little bit younger, uh, not as prone to getting hurt, uh, and move forward. Remember, this last year of his deal next year was the reason that Lorenzo Cain signed, the fifth year of this deal. When they signed the deal, most people said, boy, if they could get three good years of Lorenzo Cain, that would be something that's good for the Brewers. Didn't play last year because of COVID, so this technically kind of was his third year in this deal uh, as far as actually being out there and playing. Again, had problems staying healthy, had problems staying on the field, but still showed you the ability to deliver big hits and be that guy. And still a great clubhouse guy from all indications. So I'm not moving out from Lorenzo Cain necessarily for production necessarily. I'm moving out from Lorenzo Cain to use that money elsewhere. He's got a five-team no-trade uh, block that he can have. So he can name five teams he refuses to go to. Outside of them, you can pretty much move him anywhere else you want to move him. And you get a minor leaguer in return, preferably a bat. They'll probably go pitcher. I don't even care what they get. Move on. Free up that money to spend in free agency. Because I think that's part of how this is going to have to work. You're going to have to at least get one free agent bat here uh, in the offseason. Maybe two free agent bats uh, in the offseason. And you're going to need some money. So that would be my first move. First move, train Lorenzo Cain and free up some salary. What about you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Chris in Sussex, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Sparky. Thanks for taking my call. I sure. really appreciate it. Uh, everything you had to say, I completely agree with. I like Lorenzo Cain. Actually, the dude lives like uh, less than a mile from me. And so, um, yeah, I think he's a great player, but I can probably take over uh, where Cain left off. But in any event, you know, when Brewers had the last two seasons, they um, they had someone you could count on, not last year, but the two years before that with Christian Yelich. And I, unfortunately, I just think he's not a guy you can count on going forward. You know, when the Brewers played the Braves, you looked at uh, Freddie Freeman, and you knew every time that guy came to the plate, he was a threat to get a hit, a walk, yep. a home run, whatever. The Brewers don't have anyone like that. They do not nope. have one that you fear in that lineup. I mean, yes, can they hit home runs and whatnot? They can but there's not anyone that's that consistent, and they need that guy um, because they just they just don't have it. I'd probably get rid of Abisail Garcia too. I, I like him, but he's just not consistent hitting enough. I mean, we, we need guys that can hit 300, that can get you know 60 to 100 walks a year, get on base, and hit some home runs, and we just don't have any. And you're right. Every year for the past five years, the Brewers have had this time when they just couldn't hit the ball or they couldn't score any runs. This is not an unusual thing. This happens all the time with their home run or bust mentality. I'll just sit back and listen to what you have to say. Thanks, Sparky. Thanks for the call. Uh, the home run or bust mentality is Major League Baseball now. I mean, I hate to break it to you. Strikeouts used to be a, a thing looked upon negatively, right? If you strike out a lot, regardless of what your power numbers are, whatever, that was a negative. Now, People don't care about strikeout numbers nearly as much. An out is an out. We don't care if you strike out, if you pop up, if you ground out, an out is an out. They're kind of viewed the same way. 
I don't view him the same way. But a lot of these GMs don't care how much you strike out necessarily at this point. As long as you you hit 30 bombs and drive in 100 runs, I'm good. We're good. Everything is fine. That is kind of the way of baseball. Maybe you can say Doug Melvin was ahead of his time because Doug Melvin's philosophy always was he wanted to have 20-plus power uh, or plus power, I should say, at every position. Now, most of the time, that meant 20 or more home runs at every position uh, in the grand scheme of things. He could have plus power at every position. He liked his chances of winning, especially playing inside, at that point, uh, Miller Park. But his team was prone to go through droughts because of strikeouts and so forth. Fine. They're stuck with Christian Yelich, folks. Okay, so we we can all be frustrated and mad about how the last two years went. I don't think anybody's as frustrated and mad as Christian Yelich is at this point about how the last two years went. He's not going anywhere. Nobody's taking that contract off of how he's played the last two years. So having said that, you're going to have to build this team like you don't have a star player. You just are, like he just said. Because the Christian Yelich you had no longer exists. So until that person becomes that MVP caliber player again, you have to move forward in the offseason like that person's not going to return to his form. You cannot go into the offseason again like I think they did last year, and I was on board with it. I was saying the same thing on the radio, which is, oh, Keston Hero will be fine. It was just a, it was a, you know, the COVID year, pandemic year. Ah, don't, don't read too much into it. He can flat out hit. He'll be fine. That's what I said. I'm pretty sure that's how they approached it to a certain degree, but they did go go get Colton Wong. I mean, we should remember that. And here wasn't that guy. Christian Yelich, same thing. Ah, he'll be fine. Year off of the knee, you know, came back, uh, came back pretty quick from that knee injury. Don't know how long it'll take to get back off that knee injury. He'll be fine next year with a full winter to recover and so forth. He'll be fine. I really believe the Brewers thought he is and was going to be fine. That he'd come back and get closer back to form, you know, now almost two years removed from that knee injury. Never happened. This offseason, you cannot assume anything about anybody coming back and doing what they necessarily did uh, this last year and and being that much better. You just can't. So, literally, if you look at that outfield, you need a new outfield. I don't even know how to put it any other way. You need three guys. If you trade Kane, Garcia goes his way for more money, uh, and then you have Yelich, which is fine. You have him in one spot. But you need two bats, two legit bats to go with Yelich because you have to assume he's going to be as poor as he's been the last couple of years. You can't go in and assuming he'll be fine. And that stinks because a large part of this roster is taken up by his $26 million salary starting next year. But you cannot go in assuming his bat is going to play in the middle of the lineup. There's just no way. If they do, they're nuts. Simple and sweet. I don't think they will, but if they do, they're crazy. John in West Bend, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What would be your plan for the offseason, John? You know, Sparky, as I've talked to you over the course of the last month or so about these Brewers, um, to me, with the way they play offensively, they're unwatchable. And you need to change the philosophy. While, yes, Major League Baseball has gone with the uh, home run and don't care if you strike out, the Milwaukee Brewers have never had a pitching staff capable of letting you win a game scoring three runs a game. It's true. 
if you can't manufacture three runs a game with a, a guy leading off of the base hit, steal a base, on him the third, and hit a sack fly, you shouldn't be playing Major League Baseball. These guys have got to not focus on their numbers and play for the team. And I want to see guys that are going to be slap hitters, that can steal a base, that can get a bunt down, or hit a fly ball. You know, you look at Colton Wong, the embarrassing bunt he had yesterday. That was bad. And then the only guy that cut back his swing yesterday that I saw was Omar Navias when he knocked in that first run. Yep. That's how you have to approach this game with this pitching staff. And that's how you're going to get it done because everything else is too hot and cold. And when you go in a slump and you let your guys take 10 days off because you've got it locked up, this is the kind of crap that happens. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you at all. I, I don't know if you'll ever convince David Stearns that bunting the ball and sacrifice fly and all of that is how he wants to play baseball, though. I mean, that's the problem here, is I just don't know if you're going to be able to get um, to that point of convincing him. He's still going to play baseball the way they, they believe that they need to play baseball because they've been in the postseason all of these years, uh, four years in a row, which is something no other general manager uh, has done uh, that's been here as part of the Brewers organization, John. So him and council are going to say, look, our philosophy has worked. No, we haven't cashed out at the end and got the World Series win, but it clearly works enough to get us into the postseason. Why upset the apple cart, as they would say, uh, in order to try and redo a philosophy that we don't think is broke? The, the, if you score three runs a game in this series, it's over. You're moving on to the next series. Right. Yep. And they had enough guys on base that they could have manufactured some runs. And, and, and even you go back to game three when Peralta pitched, they score one run, and he's not coming out of that baseball game, and you don't have Jack Peterson hitting a three-run bomb. Oh, I can't stand Jack Peterson. I, just, I, just, I didn't like him with the Dodgers. I didn't like him with the Cubs. And I specifically don't like him now with Atlanta. And he's played really well for the Braves since they got him. John, thanks for the call. This is the other thing. So you don't bunt all year. All year. You don't bunt. Hardly ever do you bunt. It was a topic all year on Rami's show. If you've listened to to Rami Magaloff in the Rami show this year, the bunt to bunt or not to bunt was a topic all year. And there were cases where it worked, and there were cases where it didn't work throughout the year. But it wasn't like they were doing it consistently. So now you get to the playoffs, and now it's like, okay, well, now we're going to bunt. Well, okay, hopefully it works. He's like, anything else, I think the more you do it, the better you're going to get. And again, we've done this before with other managers, with Ned Yost. Well, Ken Maka, we never did it because Maka didn't believe in bunting. Uh, but Ned Yost, Ron Renneke, and it's like, oh, we practice bunting. We practice bunting. Oh, yes, we do. We practice Every time it didn't execute, they always said they practiced. Well, okay. But doing it in practice versus doing it in a game situation, I think, I'm not a baseball coach, I think is different. Yeah, I, I can throw BP at you and you can practice bunting and all of that. That's fine. That's different than a ball going 95 uh, that you're trying to have it to get down because guys are on the move running uh, in a situation. Or having to place the ball just perfectly in order to get a runner over without getting that runner forced out at second base. 
or bunting it the wrong way, getting a guy thrown out at third base or not being able to execute on a squeeze play. And there's so many things that can go wrong when you attempt to bunt. Do I like the bunt? Love it. Would I want it done if I was coaching? Yes. Do I think a majority of these guys are capable of doing it at a high level consistently in this league anymore? No. I don't. And I don't think it's a Brewer problem. I think it's a big league problem because they're not asked to do it and the GMs that are running these teams don't want to do it. So then when you do, on the rare occasion, ask somebody to do it and it fails, in my opinion, there's no reason to be upset at all. If you're the manager, the GM, or anybody else in that coach staff, fans can be mad because fans can say, man, my little leaguer can bunt better than that. Okay, fine, but your little leaguer isn't facing the gas that these guys are facing. So my thing is, if you're not going to bunt in the regular season, don't bother in the postseason. Don't be asking these guys to do something they haven't done all year consistently. You should look that up in a break. How many times did these guys actually bunt, get a bunt down in the regular season this year? Um, I'll look that up in the uh, in the break. We'll talk about it. All right, what do you want the Brewers to do this offseason? My first step so far was Lorenzo Cain, trade, free up the salary, trade him somewhere else. I don't care what you get in return, but get rid of Lorenzo Cain to free up some money to spend uh, this offseason. That's my first step. I've got two more steps that we're going to talk about coming up here uh, as well of what I wanted to do this offseason. What about you, Brewers fans? What do you want the Brewers to do this offseason now? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan is $1,000 up for grabs every single week with a Rocket Mortgage Pro Football Pick'em. I'm getting better. I'm moving up the depth chart uh, competing against these other radio personalities. I think I'm up to sixth now uh, across the country. Little by little, we're getting better here. Sign up today uh, and text your picks to 20357. Just pick the winner of each week's games. No point spreads, no lineups, and totally free to enter. A brand new game every week of the season. Sign up right now. You've got a shot to win 1000 bucks this weekend. It's the Rocket Mortgage Pro Football Pick'em. Sign up now by texting your picks, your game winners, to 20357. That's picks to 20357. Uh, asking you, what would you do this Brewers offseason uh, if you were the Milwaukee Brewers? My first move of three uh, that I have right now is Trade Lorenzo Cain to free up some salary. He does have a, I believe, according to Spot Track, a five-team uh, no-trade uh, block that he can do. So he can list five teams that he won't get traded to. Um, and then after that, you can trade him wherever you want. For those of you wanting to move Christian Yelich, he has a full no-trade clause, which means Christian Yelich is going nowhere uh, that Christian Yelich doesn't want to go to. So, And the fact that he's been horrible for two years means probably nobody wants him. So you can get that out of your head. Dennis in Wauwatosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dennis? Hey, what's going on, Sparky? You tell me. Oh, man. I don't know where to start at. Hey, I, one thing I do want, I want Taylor to play more next year. Yeah, Tyrone Taylor. I, I think you have to find a spot for him, whether it's in place of Ivy Garcia or in place of Kane or whatever. I think he's got to play. Yep. Yeah. I, I, want, I want him in the game, and I want somebody who can hit the ball, not just going up hitting, try to hit home runs all the time. That's the Brewers' problem. They struck out so many times because they're going up trying to hit the home run. They're not trying to get on base and move the runners over. they got to do something with that. And they, I think Council, man, Council is a good regular season coach. He's not a good playoff coach. I mean, four, yeah, four years in a row you made the playoff, but but, but you can't get them, get them to where they need to be at. You know, next year they might not win. They might not make the playoff next year. Who knows? This was an like opportunity, and they couldn't score no runs. So. But I want Tyrone Taylor in there for sure. I don't know where you're going to play at. I want him in there. Yep, I agree with you. I, I think Tyrone Taylor in the outfield will definitely uh, help for sure. Dennis, thanks for the call. I'm going to tell you my second idea. Second idea. They have to spend the money and get a true bat. Whether that's uh, – I saw Tim Uma of um, Brew Crew Ball tweet out earlier, and he was joking, thankfully, because I didn't think he was joking. So I tweeted back at him. But uh, with a, a couple of free agent signings that he threw out there, uh, and that was Chris Bryan and Castellanos. I, I want one of them. I, I'd like one of them. You're going to pay through the nose for either one. Doesn't really matter, Castellanos or Chris Bryan. I don't really care which one it is, um, but I want one of those two guys. If you had a choice, Blucker, which one would you take, Castellanos or Chris Bryan, if you had to pick one or the other? Probably Castellanos. I agree. Castellanos has more of a chance for hit for a higher average more consistently. Bryant uh, has the power numbers and so forth, but I, I think I'd rather go with Castellanos at this point. That, that's who I'd, t- I'd target. Again, he played in a band box in Cincinnati. You saw his numbers. So now you're going to put him in one in Milwaukee. Makes all the sense in the world. Gives you a legitimate guy that's going to hit for average, hit with some power, can run a little bit. It fixes a lot of issues. That Yelich should be doing all of the things I'm saying Cassianos can do. That's what Yelich should be doing, but he's not. And you can't assume he's going to ever do it again. So you have to go get somebody that can do it in his place. So for me, Cassianos is that guy. And you're going to have to pay him, and it's not going to be cheap. And you're going to have to move off some of these salaries in order to probably to make it work. One of those obviously has to be Lorenzo Cain. Uh, and, and then you move from there. 
Mark in Oak Creek, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. What's going on, Mark? How would you fix the Brewers this offseason? Oh, you just stole my thunder. I was just gonna. I was talking on to the pre-screen guy, and I was saying, I know you. I agree with moving Kane, and it's just too. If you get rid of, uh, if you got rid of uh, Avi Garcia, and somehow could get rid of JBJ and get rid of their salaries, and get like a guy like Bryant or Castellanos, um, that would probably be around the same. Because I got a buddy that works in the office in the Brewers, and he's already talking that inside the inside conversations are that. Think that uh, Garrett Mitchell may actually be up here uh, some way, you know, toward the middle of the end of the season. Yeah, I think too. that's a fair expectation. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. And then he starts so, in the outfield the following year, providing he's healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you know, next year moving, move Taylor into one of the spots filled by Garcia. Yep. And then bring in. Bring in I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what the situation. I was going to ask uh, what the situation is if they could if. Uh, bringing Garcia back if he's going to become a free agent or JBJ if there's any way to package him in a trade with some minor leaguers just to get his, you know, whatever salary off the books and get, you know, get rid of those two salaries. That's probably $20 million right there and then bring in somebody like Castiano. He would probably go for $20 million a year. Yeah, exactly right. I, I, let me tell you here, uh, I got Jackie Bradley Jr. up here. I just went over this uh, earlier in the big show, but I do not remember what I said about his contract. I think it's like 12 12 or something around there, 12 million or something. Let's see, Jackie Bradley Jr., again, and I always use Spotrac, S P O T R A C. Uh, 2022, 9.5 million player option comes with a six and a half million buyout. So more than likely he's back at nine and a half million dollars. I don't think he'll get more than that on the open market. So between him and Lorenzo Cain, you'd free up around $20 million if you're able to move both of them. Then what about Avi? What's he? Does he have a player option too? Yeah, I believe he qualified because of the whole COVID thing. I think he qualifies to have an option out. Um, so okay. I I would assume he opts out and, and goes and gets paid more money somewhere else. Would be my yeah. guess. But we'll have to so wait and see. Thanks yeah, for the. You open up all. Yeah, you open up all three of those. That's like thirty mil. Easy. Yes, absolutely, Mark. Thanks for the call. And that's what they have to figure out. And that's what David Stearns has to figure out is okay. How can I free up some money within the budget restraints that I'm given by my owner? to go get a star-type hitter. I got a text from my buddy Roscoe who says Rizzo should be number one free agent on the list, Anthony Rizzo. Man, I would love Anthony Rizzo on this team. Love, 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 love Anthony Rizzo at first base. I like Rowdy Tellez. Cool. Dan Vogelback. Cool. I like him. I'm fine with him. But Anthony Rizzo's at a different level. I mean, Anthony Rizzo gives you a true cleanup hitter in this lineup going forward. I'm going to go back to Plucker on this one. Rizzo or Castellanos? Two different positions, obviously. For the way this team is built, probably Rizzo. Probably Rizzo. Why do you say that? Because they don't have a first baseman. They have plenty of help in the outfield and young talent coming up in the outfield. Correct. And they have no first baseman They have no corner infield. None. None at all. So... I mean, that that is the one thing that Rizzo would make the most sense. You let him come play first base. He's played in the Midwest in Chicago. He wouldn't have to deal with all the weather elements because he would play in a dome, obviously. And you put Rizzo right there along with um, Willie Adamas uh, and whatever else you have uh, in that in that lineup, then that could be inter- interesting. Brian in Moguanago, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, what's up? Hey, Sparky. My my thing is, I'll forget to the one thing that they could they could use is I saw a stat where almost eighty percent of the Brewer home runs were solo shots. Main reason nobody's ever on base. 
It's piece of, you know that, and that's not true about the strikeout. If you hit a ground ball, you got a chance for a whole kind of thing, bobbled air, all kinds of things. I agree. So, also, you strike out, you're done, you're toast. But remember, um, go back to Jose Hernandez, Brian, right? If you go back to him, do you remember that? They were sitting him at the end of the year so he wouldn't break the strikeout record. Nowadays, I don't think a manager would even care. As long as he hits 25, 30 home runs, they just continue to trot that dude out. Now, nobody's mentioned this, but I think you really have to sit down and really think about this. I would trade Josh Hader. Reason? He's at his most premium value right now. Mm-hmm. If he if he blows out a knee in the middle of next season, you're never going to get the same from him. If he falls, his pitchers are funny. They can win 20 games one year and all of a sudden win seven the next year. I, I definitely would consider trading Yader. I mean, Josh Hader. Hader. Yeah, I mean, Hader. And patch, package him up or two separate trades. But you cannot win consistently. I looked at that lineup. The only guy during the season, or two guys, that I believe were hitting over 250, was... Wong and uh, Adamas, and in the in the series, everybody was below two fifty except for Adamas. There, you cannot you cannot get to a play and expect to have any kind of unless you're in the Matrix world that you're going to get to a World Series when you may have the best pitching in baseball uh, Brewers history, and you turn around and you can't get two or three hits consistently in the same inning. I mean, it was pathetic to watch. And when you saw that bat, that last at bat with the series on the line, and even Wong. Popping up a bunt, your series is you know a couple outs from being over, and you're bunting, and then Christian looked like he was dazed, he was confused. Yeah, dazed and he, confused. Yep. His swings were just poor, and that last at bat for a twenty-five million dollar guy a year, it, it was just pathetic. To he was absolutely horrible. And thanks for the call, Brian. Uh, appreciate it. So I, I don't know, I don't know if if Plucker follows this guy or not. I he used to have his phone number, and now I can't find it. And I really want to get him on, and I I can't figure it out. Bernie Pleskov. Do you know who Bernie Pleskov is? Uh, Plucker, you follow him on Twitter? I do not. He's really, really good. You should. Uh, former pro scout for the Astros and Mariners. Um, writes for Forbes still. Does some stuff at Roto-Wire. Um, he's been around a long time. Scout, uh, baseball scout. Always is at the fall uh, league uh, in Arizona. He's there again uh, today. So interacts with fans all the time. Like all the time. Like if you see him on Twitter and you tweet at him more times than not, he'll he'll tweet back at you, providing you're not being an idiot. Okay. So yesterday, he tweets this. I'm watching Bruce versus Braves. Yelich was up with men on first and second. Struck out swinging. What was significant was how tardy he was on the pitch. Pitch was in the catcher's glove when Yelich swung the bat. That's the issue. His bat has really slowed. Incredible, he says. So then somebody tweets back at him and says, that just fatiguing timing? Can it be fixed? Seems like he's never been the same since his kneecap injury. Bernie Pleskoff responds, I think there are great combinations of factors that I've addressed. Uh, not recognizing pitches quickly, bat is much slower, could have a barking back, which we know we've had. he's had back issues, uh, pressing and trying to do too much, guessing at the pitch that's coming, not being patient, and then normal regression. That's a lot of dang things. For to be wrong with one guy. I mean, he listed a laundry list of things that are wrong. A laundry list. That last at-bat that Yelich had, Pleskov said, never ever let the umpire determine your at-bat. Never. Especially in that situation. There are no excuses. I agree. That was really bad. I'm Christian Yelich looking at a called third strike. Bernie Pleskov is so good. He's so good. If you don't follow him on Twitter, you should follow him on Twitter at Bernie Pleskov. He's got the blue check mark, the whole deal. He's legit. And if you love fall ball, Joe Gray Jr., I saw the Bruce prospect is starting today. 
uh, for the Arizona uh, Fall uh, League team that he's on. And they're using the automated strike zone in the Fall League. Um, that gets underway today. I've never been down there for the Fall League, but I really, really want to go. Because you see, like, all of uh, some of the better up-and-coming prospects from all the different Major League Baseball teams. And it's usually, I mean, maybe not now because it's so warm in Wisconsin, but normally it's a lot warmer down there. I want to address the Josh Hader uh, trade uh, idea that Brian and McGuanago just had. We'll do that coming up next. Is that my third idea? We'll find out straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fam. I don't know if this happens to anybody else. Do you ever get an email when you're at work and it puts a smile on your face and you get excited? I just got an email at work about somebody that that's being brought in. Uh, and put a big smile on my face. Very, very excited to see an email that I just got. So, very, very good. Uh, okay, so, I want to talk about that Josh Hader suggestion uh, that was brought up by uh, Brian there in the last break about trading Josh Hader. And I don't know where Plucker falls on this because I don't believe Dan Plucker and I have ever really got into or addressed this uh, back and forth. The The, the thing for me is... With Josh Hader, is he's not going to um, sign for a discount. He's already made that known. He's going to play this out and then try and cash in on a big money deal um, when he gets to free agency. But when you look at where he sits right now, he's got to go through arbitration again this year. Now, Spotrax projecting him to be somewhere around $8 million or somewhere in that area, I guess, this year. 2023 has another arbitration year left. And then in 2024, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So you have him for two more years, and then he hits free agency in 2024. It'll be his age 28 season next year. Okay? I know there are some of you that want to trade Devin Williams. Want to move off of Devin Williams because what happened with him punching a wall and all of that. And I get that totally. But I think Devin Williams would be fine in that ninth inning role going forward. Furthermore, I think you can go get another guy like a Strickland, like a Boxberger, that you can get on a one-year deal or whatever that can come in and be that guy to go along with Devin Williams. You've shown now, over the course of time, your history with helping relief pitchers kind of turn a corner and getting them back on track. When they got Hunter Strickland, I was like, what are they doing? Made him good. Made him good. Pitch pretty good. Boxberger, another guy. Made him pitch pretty good. Fell apart in September a little bit, but other than that, that dude was lights out a majority of the year. Again, that goes back to Chris Hook, the pitching coach, and Craig Council, and David Stearns, and these guys for kind of looking at these different guys that are available and and making the call of whether or not they can be fixed and get them back on the right track and produce for you in that given season. Saw it. I am fine with the idea of Josh Hader. In fact, I think it's key to what my offseason plan is in moving Josh Hader. I think you can get a load back for Josh Hader with two years left on his deal. I think you can. Let's just say, let's just look at it from this perspective. Look at it from the local perspective, right? Let's stay here local. What if I told you that you could get 
Jared Kelnick from Seattle and two other young bats that are in the minors currently in exchange for Hader. Would you do it? Kelnick didn't have a great year this year for Seattle by any stretch of the imagination. He was awful for most of the year. Started to come on a little bit there in September at the end and their playoff push. What we know about Kelnick is he's going to work hard. He always talks about wanting to be the greatest player ever and all this other stuff. So you're not going to question his work ethic. You're not going to question how much he wants it or anything of the sort. He's got speed. He's got power. He brings everything to the table that you want to have. And he's under team control for a while. And that would give you a young outfielder with Garrett Mitchell. And again, you're stuck with Yelich. Going forward, yes, you lose Hater, but I think you can cover that closer role good enough for the next two or three years while you still have Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns at the front of that rotation. If I'm going to sacrifice pitching, I'm going to sacrifice Hater because I think I can get the most in return. Can you trade a Peralta and let Ashby be in the rotation? Sure. Could. Yeah. I don't think that's something I want to do, though. I want to keep my three starting pitchers intact. I want to keep Ashby, and I want to keep Ethan Small, who's coming as well. I'd like to keep all five of them because eventually you're going to have to pay these three guys in the front of this rotation. Peralta, you get a little bit while longer on than the other two. You're not going to be able to afford those other two guys, Burns and Woodruff. You're not. So you, in my opinion, you can't go trading Ashby and Small. Because eventually they need to be in the rotation in place of those two guys at the front of the rotation if they're as good as we think they are. So you have to make deals with the idea of keeping my pitching that's coming up in the minor league system, keeping my young pitching that's almost their starting pitching, and being able to figure out how to fix a bullpen or replace a closer. To me, the obvious answer is you move Hater for young bats. Not pitching, bats. To go in. Because as we said, Kane is a guy that should be moved. Avi Garcia is a guy that's probably not back either. First base obviously is a huge hole um, that you have to figure out. Third base could be, depending on your your views on Urias. Our catcher, you're fine at Narvaez. Maybe you have to find a different backup guy. Um, but I think you're fine at catcher uh, going forward. So the only way to get bats without having to pay a ton is through making a trade and that most obvious candidate is Josh Hader at this point, and then sign a free agent bat to go along with a young bat or two that you get. So my plan, once again, in review before we get to Rami, trade Kane for whatever you can get to get his contract off the books. Number two, sign a free agent bat. Number three, move off of Hader's contract, which is going to save you more money as well, and get a young, controllable, long-term bat that has a ton of potential. I'm using the local kid Kelnick as a, as an example, which I would be fine with. If not him, pick some other young stud bat that's on the rise and coming up that you can get and a contending team would, would be fine giving up. That is how I go about fixing this Brewers team in the offseason. Dan Plucker, what do you think of my plan? Makes sense. Uh, the one thing I wouldn't do is trade Josh Hader. I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, I think that He's too valuable to this team. 
I mean, yesterday I know he gave up the home run to Freddie Freeman, but that's the first home run he's given up to a lefty. I'm not trading him because of lack forever. of production. Well, well, that's I, the first home run left all understand. year. All year, he didn't give him one to a lefty all year. Yeah, I know. And and so the thing is, with with Hader, it's it's just too valuable of a guy to have on this team that locks up the bullpen every single time he goes out there. That there's no chance, essentially, for these teams to even get a hit off of Josh Hader most of the time. And I think council values that way too much. I don't think that David Stearns would, would make, would, would move him even despite Devin Williams being as strong as he is. Honestly, I think that either Adrian Hauser, or Eric Lauer is traded. Oh uh, yeah. I could see that possibly because the last, sure. the, the last time and, and maybe one of the, the young infielders as well, maybe Urias winds up getting dealt again, because the one thing that we we've seen Stearns do in the past is move starters. And, yes. and we could see a move very similar, I think to what uh, happened a couple of years ago, trading Grisham and um, Zach Davies to get Lauer and Urias. But again, in that situation, you gave up a young bat in order to essentially get a young bat in return. It was pitcher and bat for essentially pitcher and bat. Mm-hmm. If it's me and I'm Stearns, I'm looking to move from pitching, not starting, right. not, not, let me clarify, I'm not moving Woodruff, Peralta, Burns, Ashby, or Small. Not moving those five. And if you want to move the guys you're saying, which is Hauser and Lauer, I'm fine with that. I just don't think you're going to get a top-notch bat necessarily in return for him. If I move Hader, I'm going to get not only a top-notch bat that can play now, but I'm going to get another top-notch bat or two that's coming in the farm system the to add what is, I've got. Some of these young players, they're, they're just not guarantees. Like the, the Brewers are the Brewers are looking for guarantees right now. I don't they, think they can afford guarantees right now because they don't have the money to pay for Castellanos and Rizzo, Rizzo and somebody else. They don't. The right, only I, way I they're going to prove that. the offense is is through trade and maybe one free agent signing. See, I, I think that they're. I think they're going to try to package one or two guys like that and go out and get um, a savvy veteran who's been doing it for a while. Yeah, well, we'll find out how this goes. Hey, playoff baseball is still going, even the Milwaukee's out. And the place to catch all the games while creating your own sporting action is Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your favorite indoor games. They got bocce ball in their entertainment game room. They got darts, pool tables foosball, everything you could possibly want. Lots and lots of pool tables. Plus, you got great food at Q Club of Wisconsin. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, they're Wednesday. Hey, today's Wednesday. Wednesday and Friday, fish fries piled up. <laughs> With all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Up next, Rami Makloff and the Rami Show. And tell us what's coming up straight ahead. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios. The leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Coming up tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, we will have John Heyman, who predicted the Braves to win the series against the Brewers. Our Odyssey MLB insider, MLB Network, will join us at 1035. Mr. Milwaukee, Harris Tour, part owner of the Brewers. Uh, also, a guy that uh, invests a lot of money with UWM Sports, uh, UW-Milwaukee Sports, uh, booster over there. And, of course, owner of the Milwaukee Admirals, as they get underway coming up this weekend. So he'll join us at 1235 tomorrow uh, on the Wendy's Big Show Rami Makaloff is here with the Rami Show coming up here at uh, 3 o'clock in just a couple of minutes. Rami Makaloff, what do you have coming up? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Out of the gates, it's, re- it's really simple question. Oh, boy. What happened? What happened on the peanut butter uh, poll yesterday, by the way? You know, I, peanut found, butter out, and jelly I found out that I'm the weird one on this one, dude. Usually I find out I'm right about everything. I'm, I'm normal. What was your stance on right? it, that you have barely any Much jelly? Much more peanut butter than jelly. I asked that question in the stands at yeah. our game last night at the Rock. Yeah, all the moms sided with you. Much more peanut butter than jelly, right? Yeah, most moms, pretty much all the moms said agreed with you. What about everybody else? I didn't ask everybody else. I was surrounded by moms. Oh, okay, all right. So just yeah. the moms all said what you said. No, fifty-fifty won the poll by a sizable margin, like fifty percent peanut butter. So 50% that would be like jelly, but one got, piece of bread with peanut butter, one piece of bread with jelly. But we got a whole bunch of comments because we didn't even make. We didn't even make more jelly than peanut butter an option. We had 50 50, 60 right. 40, 70 30, 80 20. Always peanut butter, all, all more even peanut or the bu- lead. All more peanut butter than. But we got a bunch of comments, and Sam said he's one of these weirdos that like more jelly than peanut butter. I can hear that. In a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I guess sandwich. I'm not one of those people because I really love peanut butter. But, yeah. Um, but I, I had can, one last night, actually. Yeah, I could see. Did you? I did. Yeah. And I put, I put, Sparky, I put. I had bear- a box of Kraft mac and cheese for dinner. I put. <laughs> at like 10. This wasn't my dinner. I at like 10.30. I didn't have a PB&J for dinner. No, you had it for a snack? Yeah, it was a late night snack. Uh, it was a good late night snack. I don't um, like chocolate chip cookies. I don't have that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're doing having a sandwich for a snack. That's. It's not even a full sandwich. I take one piece that of bread. That should be another poll. I Favorite take... late night snack. You should do Ooh. that for your mock oh, draft. That's not a bad idea. Draft mockery, yeah. whatever the heck you call that's it. That's not a bad idea. I just take one piece of bread. I put peanut butter yeah. on half of it. I put jelly on the other and I fold it. That's like easy. I like peanut butter toast. I'll have that as a snack. That's a good snack. Also, peanut good butter toast. Yeah, yeah. What about a toasted peanut butter and jelly? That was another debate we got into. Never had it on the show. Real? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't need to have. I it. don't want my jelly hot. And when I have a peanut butter and jelly, I want soft bread. I want soft bread with my peanut butter. Uh, and I've jelly. had like a three a three piece. We talked about this. Sure. Peanut butter and jelly. That's sure. good. That's correct. But I've never had hot like grape jelly. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. No. I'm not that. No. All no. right. Anyways, what's going on? What's your uh, show? on the show? So what happened? Why'd they lose that series? What happened? That's that's the question out of the gates. What happened? What happened? Did you not watch the series? 
Just you mean what happened? What happened? They I've had heard no a lot offense. Of, I've heard a lot of theories as to what happened. Is there any theory other than they didn't I score mean, enough runs? What's at the root of that, though? What is at the root of that is the question, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. That's okay. what I want to know. All right, good. All right. You have an answer? Uh, I kind of do. But you could be convinced otherwise, it sounds like. You can be swayed. No, I kind of have an answer, but it's it's not an answer I think people are going to love. Oh. All right. So that's coming up. Also, uh, Vinny Rotino will be here at 4 o'clock. We'll also talk with Ryan. He did Ryan. good his first year. I really like Vinny Rotino and Tim Dillard. I like both those guys. Yeah. I even made a plea on Twitter <laughs> at Tim Dillon's request <laughs> to bring Tim Dillard back to the Valley Sports Wisconsin coverage next year. He asked me to send out that tweet, and I did. And if Vinny Rotino wants me to do the same, I will. He'll join me at 4 o'clock, Ryan Wood at uh, 4.35, and uh, we'll hear from Matt LaFleur as well. It's a jam-packed show. Well, uh, it's Brewers post-mortem. Get on the couch, everybody. It's therapy time. Rogers talks today. You're not going to play Rogers? Uh, we might play some Rogers. That's a little later in the afternoon from you what know, I understand. Matt LaFleur, so I don't know if we'll turn it around Matt LaFleur said today in his presser, stats are for losers. Really? Yeah, because his red zone defense hasn't stopped anybody out of the end zone. So, yeah. And his red zone offense is horrible. Stats aren't compared for losers, to years but past. They, they can be deceptive. They're like 15 of 15. I know. I'm not saying it's good. For touchdowns. I'm not saying it's good. But that defense has done some good things. Well, his, his reasoning is, well, they're learning new things. The players have to execute. Sure. So, but they're doing other things. They're doing some other things well. They're getting after quarterbacks. They're turning the ball over. Man, I'm. You know, we can talk about MVPs, this and that, and every other damn thing, but Kenny Clark, man. Whew. He is playing more fierce, ferocious, whatever you want to say, more consistently doing that than he's ever done in his career, probably since maybe his rookie year. I mean, he he is playing up to his contract currently. I didn't agree with giving him the contract extension because mm-hmm. I thought you could have spent the money no, on a different a position, and he is playing up to his numbers he's right now. He's been an absolute he's beast. He's played so well. For he really sure. has. Yep. And then Campbell, obviously, has been a beast in the middle. And again, the inside play, so, so good. So good. And then today... Jenkins and Myers both return to practice. So they're thinking both will be ready for the Bears. So that will be good for the Green Bay That's Packers. very good for the Green Bay Packers. I, I know. I see your Bears hat and shirt on. I'm blind. I, I, I can see what you're wearing. By the way, do you like that elf flag that's been hanging out there for years in the studio? doesn't bother me one bit. Well, you've seen a lot of it lately. Don't care. We're talking about the Brewers and how to fix the Brewers offseason. Mm-hmm. Curious, what exactly are your Cubs going to do? Oh, there's so much. They to do. claim they're going to spend money. There's so much. Do you to do. think they're actually going to spend money like they say? I hate myself a little bit for this, but because I hate the Astros so much and their cheating ways, and all those guys hate them. By the so way, much. they scored a lot of runs on it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I know. Okay. I was watching that game yesterday. A lot of runs. And I was I was picturing Carlos Correa in a Cubs uniform playing shortstop. Oh man. Oh man. Right in the middle of that order. Oh baby. Hmm. See, I have my eyes closed right now, picturing it. So that's what you're dreaming of? I would like Carlos Correa in a Cubs uniform. I would like Anthony Rizzo at first. For I've been Brewers? saying it. I, yes. You know, I'm going to get into that it tomorrow. For, I've been saying get, it for a while. I'm going to get into that tomorrow. Castellanos I have another or idea. Rizzo. I have another idea. We're not too far We're not too far apart, but, but they've got to, But they've got to move off some of these salaries in order to have the money to go get one of yeah, these I guys. Heard you talk, and you're ready to trade Josh Hader. You're crazy, No, dude. first my first Stop. idea, my first point in the, my three-point plan, Lorenzo Cain, gone. He gets traded first. Uh-huh. Now, he's got a five-team no-trade, so whatever. Okay. I don't care about that. So now you free up around $10 million there to get rid of Lorenzo Kane. Sign a free agent, whoever that may be, and then you have to figure out how you're going to free up some of this other money. Well, if Avi Garcia opts to go somewhere else, 
that saves you about $12 million. So now we're around $20 million saved between Garcia and Kane. And you only have Yelich. Tyrone Taylor should be one of those spots next year. I think he, I think he's earned that opportunity. Uh, so then it's Castellanos or whoever, if that's what you want to do. Or you get Anthony Rizzo to play first base. And you get more money by moving Hader off of that spot and get young hitters like a Kelnick to come in and play. Then all of a sudden it's Kalnick, Taylor, and Yalich, that's what you're going to have it being Rizzo at first base. Yeah, but you just but blew then a hole Garrett... at the back end of your bullpen. No, I have Devin Williams. Fine. Fine with Devin Williams at nine. And, oh, that's... and I'll take it a step farther. To me, it's easier to go find veteran guys You're like Boxberg. Hold on. You're overreacting. This You're has panicking. No, 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 listen. This has nothing to do with Hater. Hater was great. No, I, I know. No, no, no. This I has know. nothing to do I'm with just, the home run. I know. I know. I know. I know. That's not what I'm just saying. Just to clarify to everybody to. listening. You're overreacting to a playoff series loss. No, I'm overreacting to the fact they've had offensive issues all year. I'm not saying I'm that overreacting to the fact that, that s- they've struggled to score runs in the postseason since 2019. This it. isn't a 2021 I problem. I understand. This has been a problem for three years since Yelich hasn't been Yelich. I'm not you can't saying. go into next year assuming Yelich will figure it out. You can't. I'm not saying there aren't things that need to be fixed or upgraded or improved on, but I don't. it doesn't need to be the overhaul that you're talking about right now. Overhaul? Yeah. What overhaul? You just got rid of three, four everyday players yes. and blew out your best clo- the best closer in baseball. To get a That's young, an overhaul. To get a young stud hitter and a reliable middle-of-the-order guy like a Rizzo. But you don't even know if you're going to get a young stud hitter. Why well, will in the hater trade? I'm not trading him otherwise. Are you That's talking what I'm an, saying. You're talking an established young hitter? I don't know yeah, if you're a guy get that's that. at the major league level. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get that. Teams, like, aren't, teams say, aren't giving say, those up. Say like Yelich. That's under team control going forward. Sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Teams aren't really giving those I'm up. I'm not either. trading Hater for pitching. I don't care about stupid pitching. I want young now, hitters. Pitching is stupid. Because they've got so much of it. Like uh, Plucker said earlier, he thinks they might combo Hauser and, and Lauer or something I'm get together. Into this tomorrow. I think you're overreacting a little bit. I don't think I think you're I think Me it's, overreacting? Yeah, Never. it's an overcorrection that you're making. Maybe. But I'm gonna get into moving forward tomorrow. Today I wanna focus all fantastic on, fixed, on that though. series and on this season that just passed. Robbie Mack off the Robbie Show comes up next. Have a good one. Toodles. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 